G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. God has a plan, and a part of that plan is to fill you with His joy around the clock in any and every circumstance, whether things are going well or badly for you. Now, if I were the devil, I think that what I'd want to do is set about ruining that plan by robbing you of God's joy. And that's exactly what the enemy plans to do. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. It's great to be with you again. Today we're going to be taking another look at the joy in your life from a different perspective. You know, I don't think there's any sweeter combination than God's peace and God's joy. When I'm filled with the peace and the joy of the Lord, it doesn't seem to matter what the world throws at me, I'm able to get through it. That doesn't mean that we all don't have some bad days mixed in with the good ones, but God loves you and he wants to make a difference in your life. And one of the ways that he does that is to bless you with his free gift of joy. Because when you're filled with his joy, the joy of your salvation, the joy of knowing Jesus, the joy of knowing that he has everything in control and that he loves you and cares for you, well, honestly, that makes you strong. That's why the Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. But as I said earlier, the devil doesn't want you to be strong. He wants to rape and pillage your life and steal away all the good things that God's giving you, including your salvation. If he can get you to turn away and walk away from Jesus, then he's won. And he can't do that while you're strong in the Lord. So how does he do it? Well, the devil's read the Bible too. He knows that when you're filled with God's joy, then you're strong. So why not rob you of God's joy? Why not tempt you and test you to see if he can get you to let go of the joy of the Lord and become weak so that he can plunder your life and undermine your salvation? This is important stuff we're talking about today because that is exactly how Satan works. Have you ever wondered why it is after you've had a great time of prayer with the Lord that's lifted you up and filled you with his peace and joy? Why is it that you walk out of that and straight into some sort of conflict or some sort of attack? It's because the devil doesn't want you to be filled with the joy of the Lord. That's why. I want to come back to one of my favourite passages today. It's about the fruit of the Spirit, which includes joy. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But I want to read you the bit before that as well. So have a listen. We're starting in Galatians chapter 5, beginning at verse 16. Live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gratify to the desires of the flesh. For what the flesh desires is opposed to the Spirit, and what the Spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. For these are opposed to one another to prevent you from doing what you want. But if you're led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now, the works of the flesh are they're obvious. Fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and all those sorts of things. I'm warning you, as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. By contrast, though, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, 
and self-control. There is no law against those things. And those who belong to Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, competing with one another and envying one another. So, what's God saying here? Basically this, that sin robs you of the fruit of the Spirit. You go out there and deliberately disobey God by gratifying the desires of your flesh. And there's a long list of those there, right? You live your life for yourself and not for God. And do you really expect to have the fruit of the Spirit in your life? I mean, really? Do you really think that God's love and his joy and his peace are going to be happening in your heart? That's why the devil tempts you. He he wants to slip under your guard and get you involved in just a tiny little sin to start with. You know, the sort that God probably won't notice, or if he does, it's only a little one, and and so he won't worry too much about it. (laughs) You've got to be kidding, right? As though there is any such thing as a small sin to a perfect and holy God. Let's face it, eating that piece of fruit from a tree that God says don't eat from this one, could that have been such a big deal, really? It is, after all, only a piece of fruit, for goodness sakes. And yet, Look at the terrible consequences of that one seemingly small, innocuous sin on Adam and on Eve and on the rest of humanity up to this day. Listen up. There is one thing for certain. If we live our lives in sin for ourselves rather than in the Spirit for Jesus, we are not going to experience the joy of the Lord. And the moment, the moment you lose God's joy, you become weak and vulnerable. Now the enemy has a foothold in your life and he's going to exploit it to get what he wants. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, we're told not to make room for the devil nor to give him a foothold. That's why the number one thing that robs you of God's peace and his joy is sin, rebellion. Think about a child who rebels against its parents, a child who explicitly does what mum or dad told it not to do. How much peace and joy do you reckon is going to be going on around the dinner table tonight in that family when that child comes to the table unrepentant, continuing in its rebellion? Not a lot, right? I've been there as a kid, and let me tell you, I've experienced some frosty receptions at the dinner table, and rightly so. That's what rebellion gets you. It's the same with God. You want his joy? Then live your life for him. You want his peace? Then stop fighting with him. And all it takes to restore your fellowship with God and get his joy happening back in your heart is for you to go to him, to admit your mistakes and to ask for his forgiveness. Now, theologians will call that repentance. I I call it just plain common sense. It's not complicated. It doesn't have to have a big word attached to it. Sin will rob you of God's joy each and every time. Did you get that? Every time. And it's a downward spiral. It's exactly what the enemy's plan for you is, to alienate you from God, to get you while you're weak, and to maul you and to destroy you. But remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's not rocket science. One of the things I know is that there are some people listening today who feel like they're a million miles away from God because the devil has done just what I've been describing. And on top of everything, he may have filled your heart with a lie that things are so bad between you and God that he just doesn't want you back anymore. It's over between you and God. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus died for every sin of yours, past, present and future. And by his blood, by his sacrifice, as long as you put your trust in him, 
you were forgiven. So the best way I can think of using the next minute or so that we have left together is to pray with you to bring you back into that delightful fellowship with Jesus. Lord God, you know my sin. I am so ashamed. I'm so pained by the things that I've done. And yeah, the devil's been plundering my life to the point where, where it feels like it's over between you and me. But, but I've just been reminded of your mercy, of your grace, of your love through what Jesus did for me on that cross. And I'm coming to you in his name because I believe that Jesus did that for me. And I ask for your forgiveness in Jesus' name. I don't have any right to expect that, but I know that you purchased that right for me at Calvary. Lord, please forgive me. Please fill me with your spirit. And please bring back your joy and your peace to me. I'm asking you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me tell you, if you prayed that prayer with me today, then God has heard you. God has pardoned you. And right now, at this very moment, he's wrapping his loving arms around you. Is that good news or what? With all that we have going on in our lives, it's easy just to kind of drift out of our relationship with God. You know, you just get so preoccupied with everything else and one day you wake up and you realise that your relationship with God ain't what it used to be. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my special edition book, How to Get Close to God. I'm believing that as we open God's Word together and get back to basics, the Holy Spirit will speak through His Word to show us that God is much closer than we ever thought. Because His Word is alive and active. Amen. So I'm praying that God will draw you ever closer to Himself through this book. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. For taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.